Welcome back to Married with Children, the podcast. Um, I'll be honest, this is one of my uh, my more exciting episodes today. I am pumped uh, to get to uh, talk to the young man that we're going to talk to today. Actually, I should just say man. I We, we just talked. You're not as... <laughs> Not as much of a young man as I think you are, but um, not no more. <laughs> but uh, before we jump into that, uh, just a shout out to our sponsors again: Miller's Termite and Pest Control, the only place you need to look for pest control. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, and spiders. Reach out to them on Facebook, email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com, or by phone at eight one two seven six seven five six five seven. Also, Tommy Taylor Farm Bureau Insurance. He can provide you with auto, home, life, commercial, farm, and does it with a personal touch that you just can't get with other insurance companies. For any insurance needs you may have, Tommy has the capability to provide you with the right amount of coverage. Tommy is not just a sponsor of the podcast. He is also my family's insurance agent and should be yours, too. Give him a call, shoot him an email, or message him on Facebook, and he'll be happy to take care of any and all of your uh, insurance needs. Last but not least, new sponsor to the podcast just came on uh, New Year's Eve, and uh, that is Beauty from Ashes Tattoo Parlor um, here in Crothersville, Indiana. And and you know, a shout out to those guys. I- I'm telling you, if you're looking for some new ink, you're not going to find a better place with uh, Kyle uh, Marf down there. Uh, they got a couple new artists in uh, Billy Young and uh, Lily. Uh, so check out all of their stuff there on the Beauty from Ashes tattoo page, uh, Facebook page, and reach out to those guys, man. They, they are uh, they're doing some amazing work down there. So so hit them up. Before uh, we kind of jump in here, I want to introduce uh, our guest today is uh, Zach Ferguson. And like I said, I, I won't. I'm going to try not to call you a young man anymore. <laughs> the uh, the crazy connection here is, and I am I'm I'm pumped about this interview and and so happy that you came up to to talk with us because zach has just released a book um the book is called the game that pops didn't teach daily manhood tips but zach actually was in the class with a lot of the football players that i had coached when i was at evansville harrison and i saw his book put the his book get posted not his book (laughs) his book get posted uh and shared by some of those guys and reached out and zach was like yeah man i'd love to come on and and talk about what i'm doing and and the coolest thing about this is like we talked when i was in evansville and coaching at harrison and teaching at washington middle school i saw a lot of the same things that you're talking about but now where i'm out at jennings county high school i see some of the same things so i'm excited to hear about your your process and your book so zach welcome to the show man I'm happy to be here <laughs> and and we're excited. So before we jump into the book, man, tell us a little bit like what, what's your what's your background man? what's your story before the book came out? Oh, uh, I mean, just growing up, uh, I mean, we grew up uh, pretty rough. And like I said, I speak about it in the book. My mom was in and out of prison. So my grandmother pretty much raised me and my brother. And like I said, we had uncles and aunts. But like I said, I pretty much was raised by women in the household so basically like i said i wrote the book for any young man who grew up without uh, a strong father figure in the household and these are the daily manhood tips are just tips that i wish somebody would have sat down with me and just discussed with me because i feel like uh, a lot of these tips 
like I just had to find out on my own and like really <laughs> through experience. Yeah, e- exactly. And like I said, a lot of the things that I like picked up on manhood, I, I got from watching movies. Right. So like I used to watch movies and be like, all right, I like this character. So I'm going to take this quality and this mm-hmm. trait from this guy that I like. Oh, I like this guy. So like I, said, I was just a movie head. And then it's basically hanging around older guys and trying to pick up basically what it means to be a man just from my interactions with them. So if you broke it down to the simplest form, what would you say is is the definition of being a man? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> the, the simple definition, I would feel like just every man should be a, like everyone knows, just a provider and a protector. So, and that's the, the basics. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like every man should just pretty much have a vision for his life and for his family mm-hmm. and, and just know where he wants to go in life. So, cause like I said, if you're not building your own dream, somebody's going to hire you to build their, their dream. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yo, that, that's a good point. Very good point. Yeah. So let's, so obviously raised by your grandma and you talked about earlier, kind of before we were on the air, you get to high school mm-hmm. and you don't really know where you're going to go after that. So what what, what kind of happened and transitioned to to get you to where you are now? Oh man, like I, we was talking about it earlier, um, I didn't even think college was even an option for me until like the last month of my senior year. Uh, I had a cousin who worked; uh, he was a manager at FedEx. And he was like, "I can get you hired here," and I'm like, "Oh man, great! Seems like you're doing well." So, and I'm like, "All right." All my friends are going to college. Mm-hmm. I need to try to do something. And I somehow got accepted to USI. But I've been playing with college like on and off for several years. And it's like, you know, every freshman gets to college and he's just there for the girls. And I really wasn't, <laughs> I really wasn't even there to even study. I was just going to college to say I'm in college, basically. Mm-hmm. So Because that's like the natural next yeah, step exactly. for a lot of people. Exactly. And I didn't want to be like one of the only people who didn't yeah. go to college. So so after that, uh, I somehow got into like wanting to do motivational speaking. And then I listened to a guy named Eric Thomas. And he, oh, I love E.T. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I was working at this factory at, at Berry Plastics. I'm like, I got to get out of here. I listened to one of E.T. I won't listen to one of his videos. And then I'm like, yo, I was so motivated. I ran to USI like to get back in school. So after that, I got my uh got my degree and then i had a friend in chicago he said i can come stay with him i'm like man get me out of this factory job and let's let's do that and he what'd you get your degree in i had associates of science with a focus on psychology okay yeah so and then so they allowed me to stay with them for two months rent free and then i get to chicago and i'm realizing I don't make the same kind of money they make. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, these guys are, they're balling. They are. <laughs> so, yes, they are. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I'm like, uh, so, like, I knew, like, within, like, the second week of me being there, I knew I wasn't going to, like, sign no year lease there. <laughs> I was like, that's out of the question. So, I'm already looking for jobs in Louisville because I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't come back to Evansville right away. Not within two months span of saying I'm leaving. So <laughs> Yeah, you can't yeah. say, you can't say peace out yeah, and you, then be right back. Exactly. Like, hey, guys. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, come yeah. Come crawling back. <laughs> exactly. They're like, didn't you leave? Like, like, well, what, uh, what happened was. So, but yeah, so I had an aunt in Louisville. She ended up getting me a job at Humana. So, as a temp, something happened where we, all the temps walk in and we there was no more work. This was like on a Thursday. So I'm picking up three jobs by that and following Monday. And I'm just like, this can't be my life. Like I said, I got a degree. Yeah. Like, what's going on? So I end up 
working these three jobs that I really couldn't stand. I was a collection specialist. And I'm, <laughs> I'm getting cussed out every day. Yeah. And oh I'm, not, I'm not laughing at you <laughs> no. at all. That sounds like the most miserable oh, yeah. job in yeah. the world. Oh, yeah, I mean, you, you hear like the craziest stories. People, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I was working at UPS and I was working at Champs. And I'm just like, there just has to be more to life than this. Got real cool with this Albanian guy at a hookah lounge, and he was just teaching me the ins and outs. And I was like, all right, if I go back to Evansville, I'm going to start a business. So I ended up starting the hookah lounge, like took all my money out my 401k from Barry and the money that I saved up from the three jobs. I moved back to Evansville, started a hookah lounge, and that was real success, successful that I'm selling it while it was at its peak. And then I was like, what's next? I'm always looking for what's next. So mm-hmm. that's when the idea of, like, what what are people not doing? Let me write a book. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to go all the way back to when you said, you know, you just never really thought college was an option for you. And I want right. to ask, wh- why do you think that you had never considered that? Well, the people in my family really don't go to college, but like they're they're successful as in like said they own their own houses, they own their mm-hmm. their their homes and things like that and they they've worked a job like my aunt, she worked from 18 till till she retired from Bristol Myers. So that in her mind she always told me college is stupid. Right. <laughs> like she's making more money <laughs> than people Which, who Which I I mean and we kind of sense. Well, yeah, and and we kind of talked a little bit before too. I mean, I think some of that is with the times. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because there's a lot of, you know, people that are, you know, like our parents' age or retiring now that I think have worked in the same job for their entire time. Yeah. That's not necessarily, I don't think, today is really the case. And even, I mean, like people our age, like in their 20s and 30s, I don't know that that's really the same thing. I mean, it is to some extent. So, I mean, I think that's some of the difference too yeah and i think now as you can see like with the like direct to consumer market and it's like everybody like to start a business it's just google it like you can just yeah. you can start a business today <laughs> about anything yeah so and, and everybody it seems like everybody wants to be their own boss now and everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and i, and I feel like back in the day everybody was it was just the standard to work this job yeah. retire And I agree with that. And even I've read some articles about, you know, the younger generations and, you know, the desire is to find the job they love. Not like like my father went to General Motors because it was it was what was close and it was the best job you could find. He got that job. He worked it until he retired. There was no thought of I'm going to make that jump to the next thing because I I desire something more. And that's it's not a knock on my dad in any way, shape or form. It's kind of like you and I were talking we have very similar personalities in the sense of, man, I, I got to find something else. What's next? Yeah, what am I going after next? Exactly. Where am I jumping? So I think that's a big change too with that. And, and, you know, but so that's that I, I just kind of want to be, I know there's a lot of kids out there even today that don't feel like colleges for that or don't even feel like there's a plan for them. And, yeah. and so I think it's really cool the way that you, you kind of talk about how you, you got your, to, to where you are. So, right. And like I said, I don't knock people, like, I don't knock college, but I feel like if you, you should, 
be looking for, like I said, I was someone would have taught me this as I was growing up. Like you should be looking for scholarships as a freshman, yeah. <laughs> as, as a sophomore. So, and then I didn't, I, I got a scholarship, uh, like a $500 scholarship, which like I said, it was something that helped yeah. me out. But I feel like if you're not really go- like, I'd had no vision or no clue about what I was even going to, I think everybody takes like criminal justice or, so I was in college just to be in college, but like if I, I I don't have children, but when I do, like they're either gonna learn a trade, <laughs> or yeah. if they can't get they can they pay for school like through a scholarship or whatever. Like I rather them just learn a trade and then go from there. Dustin <laughs> says that all the time. So when, and people look at me cross-eyed being a high school principal because I say all the time if that the same exact thing. I mean if if my son who you just met, Alan, the four year old. There's another one upstairs asleep that's eight months old. But the four year old, if if he if he's not going to go for something like, I mean, medicine or Engineer. law or engineering <laughs> yeah. or something, like, he might as well go learn a trade because he can make more money exactly. doing that and stay out of debt exactly. than what he can, you know, going to. A, because that's the other part that people don't always talk about is colleges have become for profit, too. So <laughs> they've got all these degrees that mean, they know very well yeah. you can't get anything. Man, with. Well, and you're not going to get a job that's going to, I mean help you pay for that and make you know a ton more money yeah i mean unless you've got one of those you know and that you're in medicine or engineering or whatever like, and i, I don't pays. want i don't want this to sound like a knock on anybody and it's not but i can remember being in evansville and when i graduated college and was still down there you'd go into these restaurants and you'd see and this is not a knock on anybody who's a waiter waitress anything but i'm like dude we just walked in commencement together and and it's like yeah man i can't find anything with my degree and it's like yeah Man, you could have been doing this without being sixty thousand dollars a day. Exactly. Again, that's not a knock on anybody waiting tables. I don't want anybody upset, but that it is. It's a tough. Which I would say is probably about like what your aunts were telling you. I mean, it's like, well, you know what I mean. They're just trying to help. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They were just trying to help. Absolutely. They they didn't want you to be in that position (laughs) to where you were in that debt and then couldn't find something. Yeah. And like, like, I mean, I knew people who like, I, I got to college. I mean, I met people like say U of E, USI is pretty close. And people were talking about they're doing like space science and their kinesiology. Like, I, like I said, the only thing I've ever knew was like criminal justice <laughs> yeah. or radio and, or, or something like that. Just something simple. And you like, people are doing like agriculture and doing a bunch of different things. And it's like, oh man, I never even thought about that. And that's what college to me, like I said, the experience of college was great <laughs> but what i really learned from it i like from the classes i would say everything else i could have googled so, <laughs> so but like i said it's the experiences that are priceless though so yeah yeah so and the people that you meet and yeah, and that kind of exactly. thing exactly like i got friends that i met in college that we'll be friends for life yeah so you absolutely can't, you can't put a price on that yeah so you sell the hookah lounge right and then you're again you're looking for what's next <laughs> what's next and you decide, and I love the way you said it earlier, is that you, you're the kind of person that looks around and says, what are others not doing? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and not a knock on you because I feel the same way. You also said, I feel like I'm pretty good at everything or pretty good at a lot of things, but not really good at anything. Right. <laughs> which is me too. I feel like I'm like average at a lot of things and I can figure it out, but I'm not a professional at any of them. Right. <laughs> and you said, hey. I don't see people writing a book. Exactly. And like the, the books that I read, I mean, they're self-help books, things like that. And like I said, with me wanting to get into motivational speaking, like I said, I follow like ET and, and others like that. And they all pretty much, they come from a, a, a horrible upbringing 
and they became success stories. And they take what and all it is is they got fed up, they made a decision to change, and then like I said, they had a plan and they executed. And that's all it is. So like they can go anywhere in the world and tell you, I came from this, now I'm here, and, right. you, can, and you can do the same. So, like I said, you got people who, like I said, my mom in and out of prison, things like that. And, like I said, I have a brother who wasn't doing as well as me, and I went right, and he went left. Yeah. So, and it's it's all about decisions you make. Absolutely. And things like of that nature, so. Not to get, not to get personal with you, and you don't have to answer anything right. that I ask, but how is that relationship with your mom? Is your mom... I don't say me and my mom said we're we're good. <laughs> so, but but she understands like why you know I mean why the book was written. We right. joke yeah. about it. So, but uh, like I said, it's just I know I'm not the only person who grew up with I'm saying with an absentee father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and you see, do you know your father? No, not at all. I've never. I seen the first time I seen a picture of him. I was like 20. So, really? Yeah. And I, I don't even know what the picture is. I saw like one day and was like, oh, all right. And people yeah. are asking me, like, would I be mad if he ever, like, reached out to me or something? And I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't care. I mean, I'm 27 now, practically 30. Yeah. Is it, so, is it, is it so, like, I mean, even, like, when you saw the picture, was that emotional or was it just kind of like, oh, okay? I it, mean, it was like, oh, okay. Because yeah. you, you, he's yeah. never been there yeah. at all. Right. So, so I mean, I kind of, like, I kind of remember it. But now, it was, like I said, I, I was 20 when I seen it, so it was kind of, like, vague. But I remember thinking, like, oh, that's what I'll probably look like. When when I'm, yeah, 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 when I'm older, yeah, exactly. So, but it was like at this point in my life is, I feel like I'm doing pretty well off, and it is what it is. Yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about about the book. Which, first of all, I love the title, "The Game yeah. That Pops Didn't Teach." I do too. And uh, <laughs> <Thank> so, <laughs> tell us some of the things when you sat down to start writing the book. What did you? What were some of those those tips that you really focused on and thought these are things people need to know? Well, one of them is, uh, <laughs> and this is funny because, like, uh, well, this isn't. I live by a closed mouth doesn't get fed. Like, I live by that quote. Like, it, it applies to to everything. Like, I like I speak about in in the book. I speak about how uh, when you're when you're in high school, everybody wants to work. Everybody end up working at McDonald's or a fast food place. And I'm like, no, like I want to work at a Foot Locker at a shoe. <laughs> you know, I, want, I want some fly kicks. So <laughs> I remember, like, I got. I, I got in trouble in school, left school early, said I was sick because I didn't want to be in, like, one classroom all day. So <laughs> I ended up going to the mall instead of going straight home. And then I'm like, I walk in the mall, and I could have easily just – I had no money. So I walk into Champ Sports, and it's just me and the manager. He's in there. And I'm like, man, y'all, I'm just joking. Like, hey, man, y'all need to hire me. <laughs> like, just jokingly saying it. And then he was like, what's your name? And he hired me right there on the spot. Like, and if I wouldn't have said anything – like it yeah it, obviously nothing would happen yeah, exactly <laughs> i mean even now like when i go to chipotle it's like i'm like can i get a little bit more chicken in that like and they'll and if you don't say anything they're not <laughs> so they do it so i just feel like just in general like a closed mouth not gonna ha- not gonna happen if you don't ask hey, exactly and that's like that's what anything if you want to reach out to anybody like I mean, if, if you like, if you like a person, or if you want a promotion, if you if you have to let them things be known, like the people they're not mind readers. So that's really good advice. I mean, I think that's really. I well, mean, it's, good. it's funny. It kind of connects to this because that's what when we started, we didn't know was it just going to be her and I sitting here all the time? Would people even come here? I mean, yeah. we're not in Evansville, Louisville, or Indy. We're in a one <laughs> stoplight town in the middle <laughs> nowhere. of nowhere. But you know, it's like. When we started reaching out to people, I mean, it's amazing that people are like, yeah, man, I'll come on. I'll yeah. come talk. And, yeah. I mean, that's why 
You know, and, and so you're exactly right. It's just the worst thing that's going to happen is somebody's going to blow you off or say no. Say no, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, so I love that. That is, that's that's great, and it, yeah. and it and even that I like the fact that and, it, and again as a high school principal, these are things that I probably shouldn't you know say I like, but <laughs> I love the fact that here you got in trouble at school. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, you left school early because you didn't want to sit in in one room all day long. <laughs> You could have went home, or you could have went to the neighborhood. You could have done something and got yourself in trouble. Right. <laughs> but instead, you're at the mall. And again, I know that my superintendent, if she listens, will probably say you can't condone kids leaving school. But <laughs> right, right. You're <laughs> no. at the mall, and you're on a grind, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm just being honest in the book. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not, not you're you're on a grind. You're right. hey. Right. You need to hire me. You need right. to hire me. I mean, I was in high school working. This is why I didn't do football. Like, I was in high school working multiple jobs. Because, like I said, when you're – I was in middle – I remember being in middle school and high school. And I was going to say some guys' names. But, like, my friends, like, some of my friends, they had both their parents. And you like, man, like, you actually sit down and have dinner with right. both your parents. And both your parents come to your games. And, yeah. and you kind of, like – you're kind of – you're jealous of oh, it. Yeah. you envy of them. And you're like, man, I wish – somebody would come watch me play or or something mm-hmm. to support me and that, like and you understand people are working and say your dad's not around whatever and your grandmother can only do so much so i get it now but looking back it's like man i want that lifestyle oh, yeah. i want that life i want like i wish somebody i wish my dad was there to throw the ball with me or, yeah. or whatever so yeah. like i said i'm i'm in i'm in middle school i'm in high school working dairy queen and footlocker <laughs> you know say while my friends are playing sports and they're partying every yeah. weekend. I'm like, I got to work. <laughs> I got to work. I got to catch the bus. Like, yeah. they're, they're 16 with cars. I didn't get my first car to it. I was a senior, and it was only a $700 Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's things like that. It's like, man, I just wish. I wish. And now, like I said, I feel like people who go through those things are a lot stronger than those well, who have Well, obviously <laughs> made you the person that you are today. Exactly. I mean, exactly. if, if it would have been there, I mean... You would have never written this book. Uh, you would have never gone through some of those struggles and, you know, kind of had the mindset and things that, that you do now. And, and you just never know. what. Like I say, you see it from the outside and you don't know if their parents are arguing every single night yeah. and, or whatever. So you just yeah, you should just be happy with the, the life that it was in, deal with the cards that you was dealt. Yeah. Do you think that 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 grind that you had working two jobs through high school helped keep you out of some trouble? Oh, for sure. I mean, there were times like within the neighborhood that like uh, you know kids they they meet up just to fight. So, and I was like, oh man, I want to go see that fight, but I gotta be at work at six. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, so things like that. I do feel like uh, I definitely got away from uh, a lot of like negativity by working. But I knew like. Like I said, I had a cell phone, so I knew I had to. Like, I, the way I am with bills is like, I would work ten jobs to make sure my bills get paid. Right. Like, like I said, when I said I lost my job in Louisville and on a Thursday, and by Monday I had three jobs. Mm-hmm. So, because I knew bills were coming. Oh yeah. So I could have easily been, like, oh man, what am I gonna do? Poor but, me for a week, exactly. and then it turns into two or whatever. And when I was younger, when I was younger, I used to always like. Like, thank my dad was going to come back, or somebody was going to come save me. Somebody was going to ride in on their white yeah, horse, and ex- everything was going to be good. Exactly. And then, like, when you get to the point when you realize that nobody's coming, like, nobody's coming to save you. Like, and as you get older, people feel less sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, so it's like, and you realize, like, man, you have to get it on your own. And the thing is, like, people come over here from other countries. With literally the shirts on their backs, and they become success stories. They start businesses from scratch, and it's like you really can, you can't, you can't think that you can't do it. 
So, but it's it's it's, it's a mindset. It's it's a mindset. You can, it's a constant hustle. I mean, you yeah, got to have a hustler exactly. mentality. You that, do. You know, and it's like I said. I think it's, and I love what you said. A closed mouth doesn't get fed because. Again, a hustler mentality is I'll knock on a thousand doors and only three may tell me yes. Exactly. But I'm still going to knock and I'll knock on the next thousand and I'll get three more. Exactly. And I'll knock. And it's it's that constant grind of I, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to figure it out somehow. Exactly. So what's some of the other tips? I mean, that you kind of go through with the book, man. Uh, I talk about listening twice. And that goes to, like, I used to be the first person. If you tell me such and such said this about you, I'm like, I hate this person. Now I got to find out. And then come to find, like, people love to instigate. Mm -hmm. So, and so when you, when I say listen twice, you have to listen to the message that's being said. And then you have to listen to the person who's saying the message. So if if, if you know that person of being of of righteous and good character and things like that, you can kind of take it. For face value but at the same time if you know this person's always in trouble always trying to start a fight always trying to you know like just 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 dismiss it and go up and you really shouldn't care what people think about you anyway right. so so you really should just listen twice <laughs> you know and one thing i'd say to kids all the time and i love that and i may pull that clip right there and just have it in my office because <laughs> yeah. it's so true and i always tell people you know when you just said you I really heard he was talking crap about me or something yeah. like what no that's yeah. not what i said this is and then people take it out of context yes <laughs> so like if i said that you like you need to work on your left hand in in basketball, and then this guy runs to you and was like, he said you suck with your left hand. Yeah, so. yeah no, he just <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like I'm trying no. to give you some constructive criticism, exactly. and it becomes people, something. Like, people would twist it, and yeah. and it becomes something else. And you know, when you're in middle school, high school, you oh yeah, <laughs> that is any, but, any criticism, bad criticism, <laughs> exactly, and it blows up so much. And you're like, really, is that really what you're upset about? Yeah. <laughs> well, I always tell kids, and, and it's it's kind of a quote I try to live by is I'm like if you don't like this person and they're like, no, I can't stand them. I'm like, okay. So if they told you, man, this restaurant's the best, I wouldn't go there. I don't believe them. So if you don't value their opinion on what restaurant to eat at or what show to watch or what music to listen to, why do you value their opinion about you, man? And I'm like, if I don't respect you, I don't care what you think about me. If I respect you, I am concerned. I want you to, I want to be a good person, a character and and those kind of things. But you're exactly right, man. If if I don't respect what you do and what you think, I'm not going to respect what you say. Right. <laughs> so I think that's a that listen twice. I love that one. Yeah. What else? Um, I think people need to, like I said, evaluate in your circle. Like I said, you're the average of the five people you hang around. So if, like I said, this is why I was hanging with the guys when I went to Louisville because, I, like I said, I'm trying to be around successful people. So if you're hang, like I said, if you hang around five criminals and they're about to commit a robbery i'm sure that you're going to probably commit a robbery with them and if you're hanging around guys who are talking about stocks and buying land and flipping properties and that's what you're going to get involved with right. so and you have and people are either like they're either bringing something to you to the table or they're taking away from you so when like i said when you're growing up and it's like you just have to be conscious and cautious of the people that, that that's around you Mm-hmm. So just evaluating your circle. <laughs> Going back to, you know, young kids, um, you know, especially in the inner city or things like that. Do you think one void for a lot of you guys growing up and and is having those mentors that you can kind of bring in that, that show you that circle and show you the other things to start talking about? And I know. When I was 14, 15 years old, I don't know if I'd have listened to any either, right. but right. <laughs> but to start getting that idea of, you know, there are other things to discuss. Yeah, I feel like 
I feel like there's a lack of mentors, but I feel like I mean a mentor is is very important to to young men, especially especially in the inner city. So I mean the thing is, the thing is I feel like a lot of these kids don't really want to listen to to anybody, and they think that they're already grown, and then they're so this day and age. I mean these kids are so comfortable disrespecting adults; it's it's ridiculous. So I can see why people don't really step up and and, and want to say anything when they see a fight going on or anything like that. But for the kids who are seeking mentors, I feel like like they're on the way, they're on the road to becoming successful because, like I said, they the people who they seen it all, they done it all, so they can really shed light and mm-hmm. help you out growing up. So I don't, I feel like having a mentor is really a, a great tip for any young man. So I'm gonna go out on a limb here and just just you know getting to spend some time with you here. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that your grandma didn't take much disrespect. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like I said, and but the thing, like I said, the thing is when when a woman raises you. And like I said, even though, like I said, my grandma didn't take disrespect, and even when she tried to whoop us, it didn't hurt. Yeah. Right, so, I agree with that. So it's like you don't want to disappoint your grandmother or any. It's more any, psychological, right? Yeah. Thing than than I, you know, than a. Then the it's fear. a psychological respect than a fear, right. of The respect, right? Right. I feel like you would like kind of like fear uh, a, a male figure yeah. <laughs> then but you just don't want to disappoint the, the female figure well and i so. i'll I, I mean i'll <laughs> say it too i mean i'm i'm 33 my dad's 63 um i and i, I don't want him to hear this but <laughs> I, I i still fear him today right, right i don't know if we honestly went to blows in the backyard i want to think in the back of my head i could take him but i don't know if i could take my old right. man at 63 right. i'm Give me ten more years, I might feel a little bit better. He's seventy three, <laughs> no, but right, uh, right. But I think that's constant. I, think, I agree with that. I think yeah. you constantly have in the back of your head, man. That's the old man. I don't know that I can. Exactly. I don't know that I can make that happen. So exactly. So what's some like? What's some other things that you would say to a young kid? Well, I didn't know too much about credit at all in high school. So, but I remember like I remember like being like seventeen, and I'm like I'm seeing like some of my friends who I'm say who had both their parents and. And who didn't come from where I came from, and like they have credit cards, and I'm like, I don't think I know about credit cards. They get you in debt. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> like now, something I, to stay away from. <laughs> right, exactly. So but that's a value that you knew that part. I mean, that. Right, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's it, true. Exactly. So, but the thing some is, people are like, oh, I have to pay that back with interest. Yeah, it, <laughs> with more. That's what I'm saying. And it's just I didn't. I got to college and I, <laughs> I took my first refund check and I bought. I speak about this in the book. I, uh, it was a four thousand dollar. $4,500 refund check. And I saw this nice cherry red uh, Dodge Stealth and had rims on it. Every, well, it, it, yeah, it had rims on it, everything. And then I started, I, I bought it cash. thought I was the man on campus. I put these LED lights in it, flip out deck, everything. So, like, in six months, this car, the transmission goes out. <laughs> so, I, like, I wasted all my money. I, I, had, I had to part it. It was... You got more money in the stuff you put on it than yeah, what it's worth after it's done. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so now I'm like, I'm bumming rides. I feel like a bum. I'm like, man, I need to get a car. I didn't know anything about, like, a JD buy ride or one of these yeah. buy here, pay here lots. And I'm like, I'm hearing 21% interest and... I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I, just, I mean, I didn't know like what that actually meant. I just knew it was a lot because I knew like yeah. people were paying like maybe three or four. 
So, I mean, I pretty much, like, begged my aunt, like I said, she's financially stable, to co-sign the car for me, and she was she was hesitant to do so. And like I said, I understand now, but, man, if she wouldn't have done that for me, I would have been, I'd have been out of luck. <laughs> Probably still would have been having that same car <laughs> hand on it. <laughs> so, and, and it's like I said, I feel like, like, growing up, money was never really talked about, and no one's ever told me to, like, and people tell you to save your money, but... Okay, you know what I'm saying? What am I saving my money for? Right. And like, you save your money today so it can save you tomorrow. And I just feel like people, parents, don't really just sit down with their kids and talk about money. At least not in my household. At least among the friends that I grew up with, like mm-hmm. money was just never an issue that we brought up. And I feel like everybody around me, pretty much, besides like my aunts, had bad credit. <laughs> well, so. I mean, and if you're if you think about you know some of the families that are living more or less paycheck to paycheck. Right. There's no savings. Yeah. I mean, because you didn't have any extra to put away for, you know, well, this can be a fun, you know, in case something happens or to do go on vacation or, or whatever it may be or to buy something extra. So it was, I mean, it's like, well, I mean, you don't talk about a whole lot of it because there's not a lot of extra to, you know what I mean? Like, I just know that, you know, this paycheck goes straight to these bills and there's really not anything else with it. And the thing is, is. Well, your parent, like I said, my mom, she's like been in and out of prison. She wouldn't have credit established. And so how, how would I expect her to teach me when she, yeah. when she doesn't know? Yeah. So like, cause I mean, they only know what they know. Yeah. So. Well, and I think, I think another thing there too, is even when you're going paycheck <laughs> to paycheck and it's, it's similar to what you just said with your refund check. Anytime you get that, that little bit extra, yeah. there's so many wants yeah. that that's where it goes. Yeah. I mean, that's, and, and it's, I think some people who who've never been you know never lived that or never known people well enough to to understand that think they just blow their money but they want a new pair of shoes because they haven't had a new pair of shoes in forever and finally right. i got a hundred bucks i'm going to go get some new kids yeah, but that's, I mean, the, that's that's the thing the, the thing yeah the thing is people they like they save like for what they want <laughs> but they beg for what they need. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. So, like people, I mean, like, you could buy like two hundred dollar pair of shoes. You could save that easily, you know, if you wanted it. But if you know, like, you need new brakes, you be like, I, I can make it work. Yeah, ex- yeah. exactly. I'll just, yeah. I'll just start slowing down a lot faster. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. <laughs> I'll so, keep it at my distance. You know, exactly. the car in front of but me. But that all goes to discipline and and, and things like that, man. No, that's true. <laughs> What do you think, and I know you talked earlier, you know, that you learned a lot of these lessons from everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what, what do you think that the the best lesson you've learned? And and I I know you, what I hear you saying is you're also still learning. You constantly are trying to still learn. I'm always like reading or researching, trying to just just gain more knowledge. Like I, I feel like we all have so much potential like when I'm on my deathbed, I literally want to be used up. Like I want to be like, there's nothing I haven't done. Like I, I, I was so scared to go to Chicago, but I felt like if I didn't go, I would always wonder what if. And uh-huh. I that's that would have ate me alive. Like I always thought I wanted to. You know, everybody from Evansville or like I said, a city like this would be like, I want to move to a bigger city, Los Angeles, New York, or whatever. And then when I got there, I'm like, this is not for me. Like, it's loud. I realized how much I hated traffic. So, and it's yeah. just like, nah, I, I think I can pass on, on this Chicago lifestyle right now. I joke all the time, man. When I was in when I was in high school, I said, I will never be in a one-stop light town again. I tell these kids that at the high school I'm at now, I said, I'll never be in a one-stop light town again. And I was headed Cincinnati, Chicago, New York, where mm-hmm. I was going to do something like that. 
ended up in Evansville, loved Evansville, would have probably stayed in Evansville forever if if I wouldn't have taken opportunities here and just yeah. life plays out the way it plays out. Yeah. And, and um, But I always laugh because the first house I bought when I moved up here was in a small town that had no stoplight. So I, I, I followed my dream. I did not live in another one stoplight town. I lived in a zero stoplight town. All we have is stop sign. Right. So, it, and I told, I always tell kids, I said, be careful what you wish for because it may come back in a different way. And, and you know, I'm, I'm happy and it's, it's amazing how life works out. And that's another thing I appreciate about what your story and what you're telling people is, you know, you thought Chicago was going to be the end all be all. Mm-hmm. And one yeah. thing you said before we came on air is you figured out how much sales tax was, how much things cost. Yeah. And you said, I got to the point I was scared to swipe my card. Yes, exactly. It was expensive. But the thing is, like I said, I didn't do, I was so fed up with Evansville that I was like, I didn't do any research on Chicago. It just, my, my it just fr- sounded so much better. Yes. I mean, yeah. And when you work in a factory job, third shift, you're like anything, any and everything. Get me out of here. <laughs> so, but um, as we go back, you said, what do I think would be like the most important thing that I've learned? Uh, I truly believe like, be, being a man of your word is the absolute one, like one of the absolute greatest tips I've ever, you know what I've ever learned. And like I said, if I give you my word, that's that's what it is. Um, like even like even t- today, I like I did not want to wake up and drive. <laughs> I was like I don't, I was like I don't I said I, I mean I wanted to do the interview, but I was like I do I was like oh man I do not want to get up early. <laughs> I was like, but I, my friend was like, you don't have to go. You can reschedule. I was like, no, I told him I was going to come. <laughs> so I'm here. <laughs> and I'll be honest. I'm a little selfish. We usually do these later in the afternoon, but the bears are playing at four uh, o'clock. No, no, so you're, you're I, I got to make sure I got to make sure I'm ready to watch my bears. So no, no, you're, you're, you're perfectly fine. <laughs> so, but yeah, but like, it's, it's just like I said this morning, like I was, I was like, I do not want to get up, man. And she's like, well, you don't have to go. I was like, yeah, yeah I do. I, I, I told him I was coming. So I'm coming. And this thing like that, like, I know how hard, like, I went from Evansville to Chicago to Louisville back to Evansville within a year. Like, I'm tired of moving. So, yeah. so and you, you know how hard it is to find people to help you move? Oh, my it's, gosh. I mean, they people will come up with oh the greatest excuses, it's, man. It's, it's ridiculous. It's like people's cars messed up. They're going out yeah. of town. They're, I'm getting a toe I'm, amputated. Listen, I, I, didn't, I didn't even tell you today yet. Like, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I'm out of town. Yeah, ex- exactly. So, it's, I'm like, man, geez. So, so like, when people ask me to help move, I'm, I'm all for it. Like, and, and the thing is, like I said, I speak about it in my book. I feel like that's cocky when I say it like that. <laughs> in my book, I talk about it. no. So sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and like I said, my friend he he was moving and he asked me and two other guys to help. And then last minute they back out. So now it's like, and I'm looking at all this stuff like with four guys we could have easily knocked. Yeah, this, this out. wouldn't have been bad. But now it's like it's two, and I could easily be like, eh, I, I'm not gonna make it, or I could, or whatever. So, but it's like I gave him my word. I know the difficulty of finding people yeah. of that can help you move. So, yeah. like I said, when you give somebody your your words to me is everything. Like you don't to me, I, I don't even have to give you a handshake. If I tell you I'm going to do something, that's what I'm going to do. So I feel like every everybody needs to live by that. Well, and and with that, I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, what financial situation you're in or job situation you're in. I mean, because money to, I mean like it's literally like you said I mean it's it's your word so you I mean there's it's your characters integ- yeah. integrity is all of that I feel like is it's what a man should be yeah so. what are some other qualities that you think you know that that because we talked earlier too that 
there's a lot of 30 and 40 year old boys walking around. Right. <laughs> um, so what are some other qualities that you look at, you know, when you're and going back to what you talked about with your, your inner circle and you're the average of your five, the five people you hang around with, what are qualities you look for in those people you want to be around? I mean, ambition. Like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to sit around and talk about girls all day or, <laughs> or whatever. Like, man, let's, let's find out what we like to do. Let's, I mean, to me, like, nobody wants to just pay bills and die so it's like let's let's do something we like let's see how we can make money from it or let's just i mean teach me something if you if you know about diamonds if you know about stocks if you know like give me some edible information something i can take away like i said if you're Mm -hmm. not bringing something to me then you're draining me so it's like that's why i I have friends and from all walks of life and they talk to me about different things and i'm so i feel like i can have a conversation with anybody pretty much about me i know a little bit about pretty much anything so i love the way you just put that because it is draining like you got those friends that are just like ah man i i don't want to do anything today i don't i don't know about that you know and i I was with a buddy for the other podcast we do yesterday and we we went down and we were filming some stuff and doing some extra stuff and we were kind of talking the way back and and we were like Man, it's it's so hard sometimes when you try and get other people involved and they're like, oh, yeah, I'd love to do that. But then kind of like moving every time yeah. you're like, we're going to go. Eh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I, I'm bit, I'm like, I want I want to surround myself with people that are like, let's go get it. Even if it fails, even right. if it flops, yeah. let's go. Let's give it everything we got and let's go get it. And, so. you, and you also got to have friends around you who support you as well. So. I mean, like, like, I mean, you have pe- I know people who like throw parties and things like that, and, th- and their friends want to be able to get in free. Like, you not understand that they have to pay for security, they have to pay for the DJ, they have to pay for like if anything. You should overpay to make sure that they they end up being yeah. good on top. So I was like, if you if your friend has a has a dream, I mean, and then you, you can either support or try to be uh, help him get get there. Yeah. So if you're around people who just want to take away from you and only want to hang around with you whenever your paycheck is there, then you just need to reevaluate your circle and uh, yeah. move on. You talked about being scared when you went to Chicago. Yeah. How scary was it when the book was coming out? Uh, oh, that was, that was easy. Um, <laughs> well, like I said, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like the smartest guy or like I said, this book is, it's a very easy read with tips that I feel like anybody can learn from. So the the book was it was I wasn't scared at all when I released it. So like I said, the feedback that I've been getting back from it has been amazing. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm supposed to be becoming a guest speaker for a, a book fair coming up. All this stuff to me is 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 this the hardest part was writing the book. Like yeah. so, like there's there's no fear in it at all. And so you said there's 31 tips, correct? Yes, 31. And days. so it's like I mean, when you were starting this out, did you just start bullet pointing like here's some of the things that I wish that. I knew, I mean, how was kind of your process in selecting those 31 tips or adding to, I mean, how did you kind of come up with those? Was, I mean, it well, was, well, like I said, being a man of your work, I feel like, like as, as a man, that's just. And you, some of those I'm sure came pretty natural. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it, here are the top 10 or whatever. Yeah, those yeah. are like. You know, hey, yeah. these are, I mean, was it easy to get to 31? Did you have like 50 and you're like, okay, well, that's too many. And you, you know, you wanted to narrow it down. Okay. What it was, was kind of your process? It was, it to me, it really did just come naturally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I got 27, like, just like really? that. So, okay. And like I said, I, I mean, I speak about, I mean, from having a vision to protecting your dream, like, it's, it just things like, I just feel like, I think people let, TV and school raise their children 
and they think and they assume that their kids just know these things. Yeah. Like uh like I remember like I mean I had an older brother and I had some older cousins. So like no one no no one like really I didn't speak about this in the book. I speak about like protecting yourself with, you know what I'm saying, using condoms and things like that if you're not practicing abstinence. But like no one ever sat me down and just talked to me about sex. Like no adult, no no adult, no no woman, no no male figure, no one ever sat me down and was like, "Zach, what do you know about the opposite sex? So, like, I mean, everything that I learned from, I learned from my brother who was one year older than me. Yeah. <laughs> so, He's still trying to figure it out himself. Ex- yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, it's, just, it's things like that that I feel like parents just need to sit their kids down and just and have those talks. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if they go on or not, but I know in my household it, it didn't. Right. And my friends, I know it didn't. I was so. going to say, I would say you're not <laughs> not the only one. Right. So, like, so people just assume you know. Oh, you took yeah. you took sex ed, so you just know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I took that in, like, middle school, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, in a weird way, it goes back to your original quote of uh, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. Because, again, as a parent, if you're not willing to have that awkward and difficult yeah. conversation, yeah. you don't really know what's going to happen. I mean, right. you have to be willing to have some of those and – and yes, everybody's kids probably going to push back a little bit and like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even in those, they're, they're going to listen to something. Right. I mean, and, and whether you'd rather them learn it from their older brother who's trying to figure it out. Yeah. Exactly. Or try and give them some truth. Is, or or at, is least, important. Like I said, at least a tip to talk about it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like no one really, like I said, besides my, my aunt always told me to pay your bills. And so that's what I learned from her, like pay my bills to make sure that. I have good credit. Yeah. So all I knew was that, uh, yeah, that bills just have to be paid. <laughs> so it just things Which like is that. a good tip because, I mean, if right. you get in the hole, you know, when you're younger, it's hard with bad to, credit yeah. and that kind of thing. I mean, it's. And those it's, habits. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, it's bad habits that get you in a bad. I mean, like trying to get a car, get a house loan. I mean, like all of that kind of stuff. It's like you're just clawing to get to the top. So, I mean, that was a great tip that yeah. at least she gave you. And I feel like when people like finally realize how important credit is, it's too late. Yeah, I, I would agree <laughs> with Absolutely. that. You can't dig yourself out of that hole at that point. Man, yeah. it's <laughs> tell me. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, so I do want to point out before we, we go much farther for those who do listen to the podcast, um, the book is The Game That Pops Didn't Teach, Daily Manhood Tips. It is available on Amazon, and it is available on Barnes & Noble. Um, awesome. It's 16... Is it 16? What you mean? $16? 1650 dollars $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $16. $
it is worth the money to go get. And um, I will actually, once I get it and, <laughs> and read it, I'll be posting a review to our Married with Children site. But support Zach, man. Get it out and, and make sure that, that you, you support him because it is a – it's a it's a really cool thing, and I I'm so happy that you kind of address something that you, know, you could have wrote a book about anything, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you address something right. that's going to help some kids and and some some young men as they grow up. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I even think even if you know somebody does have a you know a young man had does have a father figure or a male figure in their life, I mean sometimes you know how no matter who tells you if a parent tells you something you're like oh well you know dad or mom said this but i mean if it's coming from somebody else you know i mean even if they do have you know i mean a father figure or like i said a male figure i mean it's like oh well you know i kind of remember dad telling me or whoever mom telling me this maybe they're not totally stupid like maybe that is something that i do need to make sure that you know i have this quality so i mean i think that it applies to any young man. I mean, so, I mean, I know you've kind of geared it towards helping some of those that don't have father figures, but I think that it's probably a good fit for anybody. Yeah. I'm going to say, and even like adults. Yeah. So like I said, I speak about, I mean, you have adults who gossip and and things like, like we always hear like real men don't gossip and things like that. So, I mean, I feel like, I mean, even adults can actually take this book and run with it and at least, and then read it and then be able to speak to their kids about it. And I so, think that's a great point. Yeah. If you're going to order this book and you've got a, a son or, you know, somebody that you want to give it to, read it first yeah. so that you can support the things that are in the book. Yeah. Don't right. just kind of going back to the sex talk. Don't just hand the kid the book and hope that they read it. <laughs> or hope that they read that, that they chapter. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take the time to sit down with your kid and, and talk about the book and, and, yeah. and make sure they understand, you know, kind of what was coming across there. And, um, again, you know, it's, uh, I got two young men, uh, very, very young men, um, <laughs> that, you know, as a father, it weighs on me right. because it's important to me that my kids, my boys grow up to be great men. Right. Um, so it's definitely something I'm going to read and, and keep around for my kids, but I, I highly, highly encourage anybody listening to, to get a copy if you haven't already. And the thing is, I said, this book, it was, it was easy to write. It was, it's, it's an easy read. And the thing, these are just my, this is the game Pops didn't teach me. These are my daily manhood tips. Like, you could easily do your own 31. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, and one thing that I'm proud about is, like, it's on Amazon. It's Barnes & Noble's. Barnes & Noble. And uh, this book will forever be here. Like, yeah. so whenever I have children, and like, they can always have this. And they'll know, like, what I believe in the, the, my daily tips that, that I would want them to know. Well, and I think it's so cool that you wrote it at 27 because I think it would be really cool as you, like almost every 10 years, to try to yeah. updating it and yeah. saying, you know, I these these still work at 37. These still work at yeah. 47, yeah. you know, and, and, and showing the importance. And as you learn those lessons and continuing to gain experience and adding to it. So I do want to ask before we leave, we're at about 50 minutes already, which is crazy <laughs> how fast it can go here. Right. Um but knowing you and hearing what you said, I'm going to throw out and ask. So what's next? The book's done. I knew that you were going to ask. I thought, I mean, obviously I was going to ask if you weren't going to ask, but I knew you so, were so go what, there. What, what, what's next now? See, everybody asked me that. Um, everybody asked me about like, what I'm going to write about next. Uh, that was a great 
Damn, I might do that. <laughs> might, yeah. maybe, maybe write another. That can be on your, you know, to-do list. You I said, mean, like, in years to come. Yeah. And, and like I said, I'll probably go into debt with a lot more details. <laughs> so, like I said, I feel like I got my point across uh, pretty well within this book. But, like I said, I'm, right now I'm just, like, learning how to, uh, like I said, do videos and get back to maybe doing photography. Uh-huh. But I'm at this point, I'm just, for this year, I'm just kind of relaxing but still learning because like i said every year i've like i said i just sold my hookah lounge last year like the middle of last year so it's just i always go from not not just got back from chicago and louisville so it's like this year i'm going to kind of rest and not go so fast yeah yeah Yeah. not go so fast and put my money into everything like i mean i'm a the type of guy i'm like because i don't have children so i'm a risk taker yeah i would like well now's the time to do it no right i mean like really (laughs) i mean like every dime or whatever i get like i'm normally i I just normally throw like tax refund checks anything bonuses from work anything i just normally throw it at a project and try to make it stick yeah so but now like i'm just relaxing i'm thinking about getting a house so it's just saving (laughs) so i'm trying to relax this year but but again i want to go back to you know successful people yes you're taking a risk there's no doubt but your risks like investing it are going to be a lot more successful and have a lot better payoff than some of those people who aren't as successful who their risks are I'm at the casino boat every every oh, Friday yeah. night. And, oh, yeah. I speak about that in the book, man. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I speak about uh, controlling your emotions, man. I used to I used to have a gambling problem way... I mean, man, it was horrible. I had to, like, ban myself from the casino. So, and, you know, people, like, they don't... They're impulse buyers. They're gamblers yeah. or... And the thing is, you just have to learn to control your emotions. Is yeah. <laughs> so I actually speak about that. And, and, and everything is fine in moderation. That's, oh right, that's right. what it goes back to. Right. And, right. And, and agreed. And I and I had some friends, and and I don't mind. You know, and, and my wife knows I don't mind gambling a little bit and and playing cards and doing some things. But you have to because you can get into really quickly a swept up feeling of. Yeah. Either A, I'm winning and I'm gonna always win, or B, I'm down so much that I've got to win my way out of it. Yes. Which is <laughs> that is true. <laughs> the worst yeah. mentality you yes. can ever have. Exactly, man. <laughs> so, well, Zach, man, I I wanna I, I want to give you a chance. Do you do you want to throw out your social media and stuff if people want to reach out to you about the book or anything like that? Well, so you can uh, follow me on just boye. Uh, it's just underscore boye on Instagram, and uh, I guess you can follow me on Facebook. And it's just Zachary Boye Ferguson. <laughs> and and like I said, man, I want to I want to a thank you uh, for making the trip all the way up here, brother. Because uh, oh, no problem. <laughs> this is I know it was an early morning. I know it was a drive, but uh, you know this is this is really really cool and like i said i as soon as i saw it i wanted you to come up and be a part of it and and anytime you got a project or you just want to come and hang out and talk we'd love to have you back up and and hang out and talk because it was uh to be honest it was as fun the you know the half an hour before we went on the air as it was afterwards (laughs) right right. um especially talking about some of the guys we can't we we don't want to name now but oh yeah yeah. the guys we know for for all those guys who maybe maybe listen uh those old harrison guys uh you know i and i told you before shout out to them as they taught me a lot and uh and i appreciate them and everything they're doing and glad to see how well they're doing and and even though i didn't know you directly when i was down there i'm glad i've met you now (laughs) and again it's that crazy thing of you never know what connections you're going to have or who you're going to meet. Exactly. And I want to say again, 
go get this book. Um, and I, and I'm going to push it because I don't, you know, I know you said earlier, it sounds cocky to say, Oh, I get to my book, <laughs> yeah. but, but I'm telling you, I mean, this is something. And, and if you're, if you're a grandfather, if you're a grandmother, if whatever relation you are to young men, quit complaining and, and be active, you know, you know, make change, don't complain. And, and this is a great opportunity to get this book, read it, share it with a young man, have conversations about it. You may not agree with all the 31 tips that, right. that Zach has. Right. Like I said, uh, they are talking points. And, and yeah, great, but great, you're exactly right. Great uh, talking points. Exactly. And it's a great conversation starter. And, and I told him before we went on air, I've got a got an English teacher at the high school that's starting a, you know, kind of a book corner. And, and I'm going to buy a copy to put in that book corner for those young men. And like I said, I'm going to read it. Um, she's actually starting a thing where she lists all of us administrators and what we're currently reading and i already told her i said well we come back to school tomorrow so i said go ahead and put the game pops didn't teach me because it's coming in monday and that's what i'll be reading so uh so but zach man i wish you all the best if if we can ever be of any help in promoting you and pushing okay. you yeah um and helping you out don't hesitate to reach out to us i appreciate it <laughs> so everybody else uh you know have a great rest of your weekend and uh we'll be back next week uh with another episode and and uh, thanks to all our sponsors. And, Zach, again, thanks for coming up. No problem. <laughs>